Welcome to Equosity, the podcast about all things equine, with a special emphasis on the horse-human bond. My name is Alexandra Kurland. I'm the author of The Click That Teaches, a step-by-step guide in pictures, and many other books and DVDs on clicker training. And I'm joined by Dominique Day, one of the co-founders of Cavalia. And so today, we're going to have just the pleasure of chatting back and forth between the two of us and sharing some of the posts and observations that have come up through the online clinics and the coaching sessions that are associated with those clinics. Dominique, you've been collecting in terms of some of the posts that people have sent in. Most of what I want to talk about today came from, actually came from the coaching sessions. And I've been attending now, I don't know, maybe five or six of those. You do them once a month. And I really like them. And if there's anyone listening to this who is going through the course, but not doing the coaching sessions, I think you're really missing out because the coaching sessions, they really make the content come alive. I find that they're very practical. At the end of those sessions, I always have more ideas of things I want to explore, exercises I want to try out with my horses. And it's real people that have gone through the course, who are trying to apply it in real life, people send in all these videos. And you can either send in a video and get all the value from that, or you can just attend and watch the videos that people have sent. And that's what I've been doing so far, and I've really enjoyed it. So real people who are trying to apply what they've learned in the course in real life, and then you give them the feedback immediately, because we're all together. Right. And I really think it's, it's an amazing learning opportunity every time. We've been talking about details for so long now, but even though we've talked about details, I'm realizing that there are nuances that I still wasn't seeing. One, one of the fun things I find with coaching sessions, and I agree with you, I just, I really enjoyed them and I think they are just incredibly valuable. And I get inspired from them as Mm. well. And one of the things that I've been really enjoying is because this is all done online with video, that I now have a video record for each of the horses who've been regular attendees. So we can go back and look at where the horse was back in March or June. And often when people send me in the videos of the, we've got a coaching session coming up and so I'm starting to get the videos being sent in for that and I'll do a double take and go oh that looks so different Mm. and then I can go back and pull up the video of what the horse was doing three months ago put them side by side and go yeah that is a huge change Mm. which is really fun really fun and there, there are some good discussions there too. It's not just that we're looking at the videos and you're giving feedback, but, and even you probably sometimes don't even know where we're going to go in terms no, of this. we've discussed so many different things and it doesn't matter if you don't attend all of them, you just, it, it just works. So yeah, when I talk about nuances, so there was one discussion that I thought was pretty cool where we were just looking at all the details of feeding the horse and and the position the horse is in when you're feeding him, 
Is he in good balance? So we were analyzing all these images and using little lines to see, is it straight or crooked? So of course, everybody's thinking about the legs. Is he square on his four legs? Is he leaning towards one shoulder or the other shoulder? But we were also looking at the head and someone had noticed that when, and I've noticed this with my horses too, and this is something you can only see if you videotape your sessions. Otherwise, there's no way you can have any idea of this time. Maybe there is, and that's where I'm going, but it certainly helps to, to have a video. So this person was noticing that the tip of the nose was off. So it was the nose was not under the eye when she yeah. was feeding. So the nose was displaced a little bit. And so she was trying to work on that. So she would use these images and she would draw a straight line, let's say in the middle of the face. And she would notice that the nose was tipped a little bit. And on the other photo, not so much. It was much better. The nose was under the eye. And, and you said something that I thought, wow, I've never thought of this. And it's a whole area to explore. So you said to the person, you said, now that you've seen this nuance, can you feel it in your hand when the horse is taking the treat? And I thought, wow, I've never tried to notice that before. Is there a different feeling in my hand if my horse is in balance versus if he's not in good balance? You want to talk about that a little bit? Because I thought that was pretty, that was a new idea to me. Let me ask. Except I've noticed the difference when they're not emotionally balanced. This, okay. yes. yes. If they're not emotionally balanced and they grab at the tree or this, yes. Okay. But so to notice. So let's stop there for a moment. They're not emotionally balanced. Meaning they're there's meaning they're, they're stressed out, they're frustrated, mm. they don't know because they don't understand or they don't know the answer. And so you can you could feel them being, oh, I remember one example. That was a while back. I was experimenting with agility. The horses were to go from point A, it was a triangle actually, but they had to go from point A to point B. And I didn't want them to stop. Okay, because I was shaping something on the way to. I don't want to get into too much details, but so that meant that after I clicked, I presented the food two, three steps farther as we were moving. I know you do food delivery ahead when we're doing, for instance, backing in a square, you will click and feed two steps farther you do that but yeah. when you do feed you stop yeah. you're immobile when right. you in this case I was not but the main point was not so much whether I'm feeding while moving or not moving but more that I hadn't taught that okay. so my horses were used to click and she gives me the treat here where we are I don't have to do an extra step or two to find the reward, okay? So okay. I, hadn't, I did not teach them this. And like I said, this was a few years ago today. I would, this is where I would start, but, and I, and Bonanza, not Woody so much. Woody is so forgiving. I test everything with Woody 
all the time. I make all my mistakes with Woody. <laughs> He's so patient with me. So when I log, because I'm logging more and more my deals now, and sometimes I have to write it down because I'm looking at myself and I'm thinking, oh man, I'm making so many mistakes and this horse is so patient with me. And sometimes I have to write it down that he's so patient with me because I just need to ventilate how great he is. But Bonanza, so he was really grabby. I could feel his teeth on my hand. So I stopped that pretty quickly and I, I thought, okay, I have to teach it, but it was him. It wasn't that I was being a good constructive trainer and that thought ahead, I need to teach my reward strategy. You no, know, he said to me, this is hard for me. I'm stressed yeah, out. Yeah. I'm not sure where this is going to, where the reward is going to be. So that feeling, I know. I think that this is one of the huge advantages that we have as food as trainers who use food because we get such a direct and early indicator of how our horses are feeling based mm -hmm. on how they take the food and when you start paying attention in loopy training where you've got the behavior that I'm shaping and trying to improve and then I click and there's the food delivery process that that food delivery process is really your window into the emotional state of the horse mm. and when you really start paying attention to that and you clean up mm. the food delivery what you're really doing is helping the horse to stabilize emotionally and when you ignore it and i've seen people ignore it i count my fingers after i click but he's touching the target it's so exciting mm. one two three four yep still got all my fingers on we go. <laughs> when you ignore it, it's at your peril because you are ignoring the fact that your learner is not having a positive learning experience, even though you're passing out goodies and you need to make adjustments. So you need to change something, change the environment, change the way that you're asking, teach the reinforcement process, whatever that changes. So that part I think we are understanding more and more that mm -hmm. it's the part that's in your face because you can feel that pinch of the skin. Mm -hmm. You can feel the horse boxing your hand to take the treat or you see the horse closing his mouth and sort of taking his time before he takes the treat from you. It's not always boxing and being overly energetic in the way the food is taken. Sometimes it's, do you have a tummy ache that you're not taking the food right now? Or are you just confused? We know that part. We've, we've talked about it a lot. People are aware of it. We're paying more and more attention to the emotional behavior of the horses. Mm -hmm. I think it's become increasingly well-recognized that, yes, we can't just look at the performance of behavior. We want to look at the whole picture. We want to look at the whole loop. So there's this other element, which is you can really read your learner's balance from the way that he takes the food. So now, so let me ask the question of having heard that comment in the coaching session, and say, oh, that's really cool. Mm -hmm. I'm sure in the next, when you've been training, you've had that buzzing around in the back of your mind. So 
have you been able to notice? And no, not no. yet. No, no. And, I, and this is why I want to talk about it because I want to see what, I want to explore what to look for. Well, okay. how, so what would you feel? What would be different in your hand if the so horse let's, is let's physically well-balanced? Let's start with, not with the horses, but let's start with people demos. In the clinics, uh, we have the standing in awareness explorations. And I'll have people stand in a big circle and I go through a series of awareness explorations. And in the online clinics, as people move deeper into the clinics, they will encounter these awareness explorations. And I think they are a really important part of understanding the work. Because if we're looking at balance, what does that mean? How do you judge it? How do you experience it? How do you see it? And a lot of the way that I've learned to see, appreciate, use, change, balance is through an exploration of my own balance. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't mean that I started out being somebody who was in good balance. That's absolutely not the case. So we're not saying you have to be symmetrical, balanced, athletic person, because that certainly does not describe, that does not describe any of us, really. So in any event, I have people stand with their feet together. So you're standing, your feet touching one together, and then you step out shoulder width apart, feet parallel. And there's a whole process involved in, are you stepping out so you're falling, or are you stepping out? so that you are in control of your balance throughout. And if at any point I said freeze frame, you would be balanced enough that you could stop at any point, you could freeze frame. Or are you just falling out to the side? And we want, when, our, when a horse is in good balance, he's not falling through the movement. He's not falling on his forehand. He doesn't have that heavy feel that a horse who's on the forehand has. And he's in control of his balance, so he can stop. So a horse who's falling forward on his forehand, and particularly if he's either trying to get away from something or trying to get to something, it's hard for him to stop. And you've experienced that leading horses in and out. Think about some of the horses that you watched being led at the retirement farm. Not all of those horses were in perfect balance. Some of them would have been on their forehand, eager to get to turnout and, and rushing ahead of their handlers. And when the handler asked them to stop, it would, it would be difficult for the horse. They'd be falling forward through their balance. So being in good balance is important for lots of practical reasons. It makes it easier for the horse to stay with us when we leave. It means that they're not putting so much stress on their front end and you don't have some of the joint problems that horses who are habitually falling on their forehand tend to develop over time. And the, the reasons go on and on. But in any event, just standing with your feet together, stepping out shoulder width apart, you get to experience the contrast, example, non-example. And then, and then we explore lining up so that your skeleton is aligned so that you are your bones are stacked. So you're not leaning forward out over your toes. You're not backing your heels. You are over the balance point of your foot. 
which is in parts is often called the bubbling spring, which is just a lovely name and I've always liked it. So you're over the bubbling spring of your foot, the balance point of your foot. And then if in a clinic, we can test this so we can have somebody come over and press down on your shoulder. And if you're shoulder width apart, over the balance point of your foot, you'll just be so stacked in your bones that when they press down on your shoulder, it's as though they're pressing down on a solid column and there's no collapse in your body. If you're standing a little base narrow, if you're tipped forward over your toes, if you're leaning back in your heels, and that person presses down, you'll collapse in your ribs. So your rib cage will pop out to the other side. And this is relevant to so many things, and particularly for those of us who ride, because when you are not well aligned and you collapse through your ribs as a rider, what that will do is it will push your horse out of balance and they'll drift out through their outside shoulder. A lot of the drifting problems that arise under saddle are resolved by the rider learning to organize the bones, basically. And certainly for from a handling point of view, one of the things that's fun to do is you're going to have somebody who's not standing aligned and, and you just look at them and you can see they're not standing in good balance. And then I'll come over and just bump them gently. So I'll bump into them and they'll stagger sideways. I can push them over. It takes nothing to push them over. They're fun squeaky toy. And I've seen horses that treat humans like fun squeaky toys. Oh, look, I can push this person over. And they squeal and they react. And what fun. Let me push them over again. And when you get that somebody who's lined up in their bones and you bump into them, they don't budge. It's not that they're being resisting back. They just don't budge. And so they're not a fun squeaky toy. And the horses look at them and go, oh, you're in, you're not, you're in balance. You're not a fun squeaky toy. I'll just stand here and grown-ups are talking, being a mindful horse. So how is this is leading to your question? Mm. So when you have somebody who's out of balance, you can see it. You can also feel it. How do you feel it? So we often will practice food delivery person to person. So if I have somebody who is not in great balance and they're holding their hands out in front of them so their hands represent the horse's head and neck and so their hands are representing the horse's nose and that's my target for where I'm going to present the food I'm going to present my feeding hand directly under the person's hands and when they are out of balance I will feel them leaning onto my hands Okay. And that will feel heavy. And and if I then move my hand slightly, and it doesn't take much because persons, it's not like they're so leaning so far forward that they're gonna fall on their nose at any second. They're just fractionally off the balance point of their okay. and so when I bring my hand up and instead of feeding it where their hand is 
I move my hand half an inch towards their torso. And they make that little adjustment mm -hmm. to be over my hand because it's a target position. And they're yeah. not even necessarily thinking about it. But as I move my hand, they move with me to join me. Yeah. Which is a very normal reaction. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you can feel their bones just stack right up. And it's a really dramatic difference in the feel. You can feel that now this person is in good balance. And you can feel the stability that's in their body. So that's an interesting experience. If you've got somebody who can be your human horse guinea pig to give that a try. And you have them start out standing feet together, step out shoulder width apart. How do you know if they're shoulder width apart? You roll up on the balls of your foot on one foot, swing your foot towards your other foot. So your heel of one foot is now pointing at the toe of your standing leg. And you should be your hand width between heel and toe. And then when you swing your foot back, so your feet parallel, you're now standing shoulder width apart. If you take your fingers and press them so that you hold your hand so that your first two fingers, so that's first finger and what is index finger, are straight. And you hold those up just below the level of your collarbone, not poking into your body, but parallel to your body. And you hold that against your torso. If you are leaning, if you're falling forward over your toes, you'll feel the lean. Mm. If you are too far back in your heel, you will feel as though you could push yourself over. And if you just teeter back and forth very gently until you feel that place that just feels balanced. And now you're over, you're stacked over your bones. And when you're in grownups are talking, this is one of the habit patterns of one of those details of looking at is the handler standing in good balance? Is the handler giving herself a riding lesson? So instead of just clicking and treating, which you're going to do thousands of times when you're working mm -hmm. horses on the ground, if you're standing next to your horse, why not pay attention to that detail of let me stack my bones so that when I get under saddle, that habit pattern travels with me. Mm -hmm. And I'm not learning. First thing, I get in the saddle, everything is foreign, everything is different, completely novel. And oh, by the way, I've been slouching my entire life. And so mm -hmm. I get in, under saddle, I'm going to slouch some more. And now I have to learn how to sit up straight and all the rest of that. Why not instead carry forward from the groundwork into the riding good mm. habit pattern? And so that's part of the attention to the details. And the horses respond to it. And we can test that. So one of the fun things about this training is we can test it. So we can say, does it make a difference? And I've got some just great before and afters. Maybe one of my favorites came from one of the early online clinics where we had the person was feeding with her right hand on the left side of the horse fish. She's right-handed. Of course, she was going to feed with her right hand. We had her switch and feed with the left hand. The difference in her was absolutely startling. When she was feeding with her right hand, essentially she was practicing 
falling off her horse. Mm. She was so out of balance. And you could see she was teaching herself how to fall off. It's not exactly what you want to be teaching yourself. And her horse was crooked and he was leaning on to his left shoulder, counterbent to the right. Not what you want. And then when she switched hands, she's so much more in balance, shoulders over hips, over feet. She's presenting the food completely differently. And her horse is balanced evenly between his shoulders. And he's looking straight ahead. And there's no more of that weird counterbending that he was doing. So you can test these things, which is really fun. Does it make a difference? If it doesn't make a difference, doesn't doesn't matter. You might as well do what feels comfortable or normal or natural. But if it makes a difference, then it's worth paying attention to those details. So we can feel it when it's more exploring with people. So you have the person hold their hands out in front of them. They are the horse. You have them deliberately lean forward a little bit so they're on their forehand. And you present the food as you would to a horse. So your their hands are over your hands. And you just feel, what does that feel like? Oh, okay. That's example. But is it until you have something to contrast it to, you don't know whether it's good, bad, or indifferent. So now you have them find the bubbling spring and you can test that by pressing down on their shoulder. Oh, look, they're not collapsing anymore. And when they were on leaning forward onto their toes, they collapsed through the ribs. And now they're stacked better through their bones. I press down on the shoulder and there's no collapse. So let me present the food. Oh my goodness, that feels completely different. That's really cool. So it would be lighter probably in your hand, not as heavy. You don't feel mm-hmm. them leaning down. And you can, and I think particularly the more you do these explorations, it's like you can visualize the stacking of their bones because you've also felt in yourself, you've felt the stacking of the bones. And it's just one of those explore and see what you find. And then when we take it out to the horses, you when you're feeding, if you have a horse who's very stiff in the pole, a horse who is counterbent, and a lot of horses that particularly if they've got sharp points in their mouth, they'll hold their head in a particular way because they're trying to avoid the sharp points mm. on the right side of their mouth. You'll feel that when you feed them. You might not be so aware of that because you've always had taking good care of your horse's teeth. Mm. So you might not have had that experience, but I'll often get horses in clinics where I'm asking those questions of when was the last time you had their teeth done and by whom? Because just because they just had their teeth done doesn't necessarily mean that it was done well. But you can sometimes feel that. You feel when there's a lot of holding in the pole, so maybe the horse habitually always holds the head, let's say a little off to the right for whatever reason. And so when you feed, you'll feel that that turn of the head on your hand. And then if you can hold a treat in such a way that the horse can't just take it directly from you. So you can hold up carrot slices or pellets in your hand so that the horse is mouthing your hand but isn't taking the treat from your hand 
because you have cupped your hand in such a way that you are not yet releasing the treat. So it's a bit like having a dog that where you use, what is it that? The, treat the, magnet, they call no, it. No, oh. like cheese in a, yeah. in a squeeze. Yeah, squeeze. Or when you have the like the tube, like toothpaste, but it's filled with cheese and the dog mm. just licks and licks. So they stay over the, and instead of just grabbing the treat and inhaling it, it just prolongs, it extends mm-hmm. the time that the animal is taking the reinforcer. And we can do that in various ways with the horses. And yeah, so- I've seen that done with horses recently on Instagram, but I don't remember why they were using that prolonged reward. I don't know. Maybe they were, I can't, I don't remember. They might, if you were doing, I don't know, a veterinary procedure or something, mm-hmm. they might. and sometimes people will do treat after treat. This is different from that. This yeah, is, yeah. I'm holding Ongoing. it, I'm yeah. holding it in my hand mm-hmm. so that, it's taking a little bit longer for you to get it. And in taking longer to get it, I can adjust my hand so that because you're chewing, you're also relaxing up in the TMJ, temporal mandibular joint. Are you That's doing the, an abbreviation? <laughs> I'm an, an abbreviation because I wasn't sure that I could come up with the Actual, the full world. We were just talking word. about that before the podcast I started. <laughs> I know. And I, I snuck one in. But in any event, you will feel the pole start to soften. And you can actually change the bend of a horse through the food delivery, which is pretty neat. And you can, you can feel, because this goes back a long time before clicker training, but Linda Tellington Jones was the founder of Team one of the things that she would say that she had learned from the Feldenkrais work was that when one joint in the body is tight, it affects every joint in the body. And when you can get one joint to release, it helps to release all the joints in the body. If you've got, if you've got tension anywhere, you don't have to work. In fact, you really shouldn't work at the source of the tension. In fact, you want to work as far away from the tension as you, from the source of the tension as you possibly can. And just getting one part of the horse to begin to free up, frees up, begins to ripple through the whole horse. And that's one of the, when we start paying attention to ears and you have the horses that perpetually have their ears back in grumpy ears and you Mm -hmm. start playing around, shaping, can I free shape getting your ears to move because I'm brand new to clicker training. And, and well, I'm, even later, I've noticed my horses very often, they have their ears back when they're taking the food and it's not, I'll have to show you a video once and everything else seems fine. It's almost like a habit. I don't know. And when we're talking about all these details to explore. When you start to drive a car, there's so many things you have to pay attention to, and then it becomes second nature. But you're just, you're trying to teach something. You have to look at your own balance, at where you're feeding so that the horse's head is in a good position, that the ears are forward, that the nose is not tipped a little bit to the left. That this crazy person wants me to use my left hand. I haven't used my left hand. And she keeps insisting 
that I use my right hand or my left hand. What's wrong with using my right hand? And you're trying to present the target at the right height. This is too high now. You're making the horse go find it and it's too, so yeah, yeah, details. Yeah, which is one of the advantages of, and one of the things that's been such a delight going through this first of the online clinics because we have a lot of really experienced clicker trainers mm-hmm. who are going through this course and who've been sharing in the coaching sessions. And they've all I've gotten such really delightful emails from them where they've been saying you know, that they have gotten so much mm-hmm. from the course and, and they're going back through these foundation pieces, mm-hmm. and looking at the details and seeing more of the details has really been beneficial. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That brings me to my next topic. Ah, good. Because when you're looking at all these videos and all these details, of course, you're giving feedback to the participants. And we had a very interesting discussion about giving feedback, the last session. And I really enjoyed that, that conversation. So it was about how, I don't remember exactly how we got there, but We did spend a little bit of time there. So it was about giving constructive feedback, of course, because that's what we'd like to do. Right. Not only, and in this particular case, we were talking about giving feedback to humans who are learners. I'm going to interrupt us here because we're about to jump into another long topic. So we'll leave that for next time. If you'd like to learn more about the online clinics and the coaching sessions, do please visit my website, theclickercenter.com. There you'll find lots of information about the clinics and how you can join them. So until next time, happy holidays, everyone. Train well and have fun with your horses.